Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Passion and Purpose. I'm here with my buddy, Brandon Hare, and I'm excited because you're about to be blessed with a God story, right? And I know uh, I know Brandon Brandon's heart well, and he and his wife, Kristen, sure. it's all about Jesus. When this, is, when this deal is done, we're That's all it. in it for Jesus, so everything matters. That's right. And uh, Brandon's got an incredible story about business revival and what God does in the context of businessmen and women that are on fire for Jesus or in any part of your any sphere of influence but before we jump into all that take us back you Christian Jesus oh wow how he got a hold of your heart just take us into your story yeah so uh Kristen my beautiful wife you know I tell everybody she's my better nine tenths not better half she's my better nine tenths that's actually true I mean it's 100% true (laughs) Um, but Kristen is actually my best friend growing up's uh, sister Okay. And so we went through kind of high school and college and never saw each other that way. You know, Brad and I were the guys getting in trouble, and Kristen was the one we thought telling on us. We just weren't very good at staying out of trouble. Uh, but uh, Kristen and I then reconnected. Uh, I was in uh, Dallas-Fort Worth doing some banking. I was with wealth management, uh, and Kristen and I connected there. Uh, and Brad and Mary, his his wife, Mary, is Kristen's roommate from YWAM. Okay. Uh, they were roommates in Kona, Hawaii for a couple okay. years. And Brad and I both went to YWAM separate times. So Kristen and I, our paths just crossed a ton, uh, but it was not God's time. And so uh, I, I tell everybody that if I'd have met Kristen in my early 20s, oh, man, she'd have run for the hills. And I meet her in my mid to late 20s, and I just latched onto her so she couldn't get away. Yeah, way uh, to go, man. But, I love that. But love she's that. she's amazing. She's the rock of our house, our family. She's a child life specialist by trade. So uh-huh. Kristen was in Cook Children's there. Uh, man, that that is just an amazing gig. Yes, it is amazing. It's um, amazing. But she and I—that's kind of how uh, it's how we connected. Brad and Mary, which was Kristen's uh, roommate, and Brad was my best buddy. We found ourselves at the same house at the same time. Hey, I want to pause a second. You know, sure. that's because obviously. That's one of the number one questions for anyone listening is how to sure. do relationships well, how to find yeah. God's mate for life and, and all that. Yeah. And I, 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 I've kind of been onto this deal of everything's right in front of us. We just open our eyes. Sure. And God's always at work setting up his next move in our lives. So when you finally got it together yeah. with Jesus, right? Absolutely right. Uh, she was already there. Yeah, uh, she's, but, she'd been there a long but, time. <laughs> but there was, there, was, there was that need of, of God working in you to For set sure. up that moment, and then he opened your eyes. For sure. Or maybe better to say, opened her eyes. That's right. And yeah. uh, I, I love it. All right, just wanted to recognize yeah. that. No, that's perfect. I mean, yeah. I, I was not ready or prepared in my relationship with Jesus to be her husband and to lead her well. Mm. Uh, and so God took us through uh, just an unbelievable courtship, did everything the right way. God just, I mean, I married way up, man. I mean, just mm-hmm. way up. Um, but in in between kind of the, the interim there, just seeing Kristen and seeing her change and mm-hmm. seeing uh, her go through YWAM and watching God just really do some cool stuff through her mm-hmm. was the main reason that I went to YWAM, mm-hmm. even before we were dating wow. and all those things. And so it was what you saw in her. What I saw in her and the fruit and just seeing, I mean, she was top shelf, like just 
wow. And so uh, that connection was just, it was just unbelievable. And when God did it, man, he, he did it well. And we got three beautiful boys, mm-hmm. uh, Hunter, uh, Hudson, and Hagen. Nine, seven yesterday for Hudson, and Hagen Michael is three. So All right, give us, give us one quick brief deal parenting moment. What are you learning now? <sighs> man. Um, so, yeah, uh, there's this really great book. You should check it out. It's called uh, Parenting Without Regret. Oh, it's hey. awesome. You'll love it. <laughs> Um, but Kristen and I right now really and truly with three men of God and constantly pouring Mm. identity over Mm. a man of God, what does it mean to be a man of God? Mm -hmm. What does it mean to love God, love people and change Mm -hmm. this world? Mm -hmm. What do hair men do? Mm. Um, doing all those things and really and truly the most stretching piece for us in this age bracket is being consistent with first time obedience. Absolutely. Being Huge. consistent, and mm. I am raising someone's husband. Mm. I am raising someone's father. Mm. I am raising a world changer. Mm-hmm. And man, pouring that identity over them. When the world mm-hmm. has their own view yeah. of what their identity should be, mm-hmm. but really and truly right now, that's the prayer That's the prayer nugget, and that's the mm-hmm. parenting moment for us is just, mm-hmm. just consistency. Because mm-hmm. it's never at the right time. I mean, you know, you've been through this. Sure. It's never at the right time when you have to do correction or you have right, to have those hard yes. moments. It's always when you're tired. It's always when, right. you know, daddy's had a long day. Mommy's had a long day, but it's just mm-hmm. the consistency and really pointing them back to Jesus. It's like, mm. what what does Jesus say about who you mm. are? That's it, man. Wow, man. You know, I'm, I'm being ADD today. I want to go in a lot of different directions. I love it. But I will say this, the deal about first-time obedience mm. Well, I always say the reason I still struggle as an adult mm. in my walk with Jesus is because I didn't learn it as a kid. Sure. And that's what we said to our kids. Hey, we're going to do whatever we can to make first-time obedience normative for them, yeah. first to God, sure, and then to the authorities sure. in their lives. And it will make them fruitful in yeah. their relationship with God. It'll make them faithful as workers in sure. whatever God tells them to do. And it'll, um, in, in one way, it'll make them sought after. Uh, because people are drawn to people that are whole that's right. and healthy. So, man, that's there's right. nothing like parenting that, that does that's the deal. It. Yeah. That's, that's it. I didn't have that either growing yeah. up. You know, it wasn't wasn't a, a Christian home. And so driving that and watching the journey that God's kind of taken me on in first-time mm-hmm. obedience, right? And even like my, my YWAM journey, right? I, God had told me to go three, four times, and I just kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and putting mm-hmm. it off. And then finally, man, he he wrecked me. And mm-hmm. it was like, you, you got to go, bro. Mm-hmm totally toppled my entire world roommates kicking me out in college like mm. hey dude you are a mess we don't want to deal with you mm. uh and then all the only option left for me at that point in time in life was like well i guess i just need to go to ywam wow which was just crazy i mean it's nuts isn't that amazing so maybe again this is, this is uh, i'm just having fun here you guys are listening uh <laughs> because <clears throat> you know god is always trying to lead us well that's right we're not always listening well that's right and so what happens is Hey, I believe, so you just said, hey, I delayed the process. Many times we miss um, the now obedience of God allows us to stay on track and stay on process. It's not that God doesn't create another plan B, plan C, plan D. God has another plan to redeem all of our messes. That's That's what's beautiful about God. That's right. But I'd like plan A, Lord. That's right. Uh, you know, That's right. Uh, no need to go around the mountain sure. because it's always painful for somebody, right. if not only for ourselves, for the people around us. And, um, yeah, I just often think, you know, Lord, uh, uh, keep me so close that I move by the by the breath on the back of my neck, you know, mm. by the by the wind of the Holy Spirit mm, in the now. So I don't create those gaps of pain yeah. uh, for people. So 
All right. Hey, back to you, brother. So um, coming to Jesus, yeah. uh, you go to YWAM. I know you had a dynamic experience yeah. in China right. that really would kind of set up and put all this missional mindset right. into action. So, so yeah. take us there. Yeah. So uh, I alluded to a little piece of that story. Um, didn't grow up in a Christian home. Uh came to know Christ at 13 because a friend invited me to church, mm. uh, went to a church camp and so really wrestled. And then finally getting to where I wanted to go, both mom and dad, uh, got, uh, had cancer. Mom had breast cancer. Dad had prostate mm. cancer when I, my sophomore year of college roommates just a wreck. So I go to YWAM in, uh, Kona, Hawaii, right. Suffering for the cause. Yes. I wanted to make sure that I did that. I've been that. there. It's, it's a place to suffer. <laughs> if you're going to suffer, suffer. If you're going to suffer, suffer. Uh, <laughs> and so there it was at the time it was a mega DTS. So it was longer than the three month, three month. It was three months, six month. Um, and I went and, you know, they say, pray for where you're going to go on your outreach. And man, even that was kind of new for me. Like, God, oh, man. So I walked up to the map, I had this huge map uh, in the Ohana court there. And I put my hand on the map, my eyes closed and uh, my hands on China. And so I walked back and I was like, that's not where I want to go, Lord. Let's do something else. So mm. I have a friend spin me around three times, <laughs> hand on the map. It's China. That's not mm. where I want to go, Lord. Lay mm. on the floor. There's a map. I lay on China. It's like, okay, I got it. I'm going to, I'm going to go I see this saying of me trying to teach my boys first time obedience. Right. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I go to, go to China and, uh, actually wrote a, a book about the experience. Be brave. Um, mm-hmm. a while back, but, um, I get there and there's this amazing man of God pastor who's there. And I'm in my early twenties. I think I'm 22 at the time. And uh, he wakes me up early one morning and he's like, Hey man, I just had this dream. And you and I are supposed to go preach the word today. And mm. I'm like, dude, it is 4.30. Like, are you sure? Wow. Um, and so we leave. We leave the whole house. Uh, there's 16 folks, and it's just he and I. He wasn't one of the leaders, but he was like, I am, I am convinced this is where we're supposed to go. And so through that journey, we end up uh, in this massive underground church. And it was unbelievable. This, I mean, you could see your breath. It was so cold. Um, and we end up with thousands upon thousands of people stuffed in this warehouse, this abandoned warehouse. Mm. And I have long hair and a beard and I'm carrying a Bible. And that was the differentiator they needed. And so Mm. guy grabs me and he says, Hey man, you're preaching. There's a platform up there. And I'm like, Whoa, I am, Mm -hmm. I get the whole in season and out of season Lord, but let's, (laughs) are we sure? Um, and so I get up on stage and I am just overwhelmed. Mm. And, uh, when I'm there, I'm frozen, right? And there's this guy who can translate, and he's telling me, "Hey, man, you can go now. You can go whenever you're ready." I'm like, "Yeah, just, just give me a minute, man. Like, uh, just mm-hmm. give me, let me breathe for a second. Give me a minute." Uh, and eventually, I start uh, singing, and I start singing "Amazing Grace," and mm. the whole room starts singing with me back in Chinese. Mm. And there was this Holy Spirit moment that just mm. broke, mm. Um, and fear left, and Holy Spirit just sat and was mm. like, "We got this." Mm. And so I just started preaching the Word of God, and just unbelievable. I mean, people packed in this in this place. Uh, and then all of a sudden out of my left, I'm about halfway through uh, and I, I see the crowd like moving, rustling back and forth and, and people are elbow to elbow. And all of a sudden this guy storms up on top of the stage on the platform and he shoves a pistol in my chest. And he says, if you don't put your Bible down, I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And so I look at my translator and I look the guy in the eyes and I said, I want you to tell him exactly what I say. I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And I put my hands on his shoulders and I said, hey, man, there's a God who loves you and his name is Jesus. Mm. 
Mm. Tell him what I say. And so the guy comes in and he just breaks and starts crying, still slamming this pistol in my chest. He's like, no, but you don't understand. And he says, last month my sister was taken from this place because of all of you. Mm-hmm. I said, not because of any of us, man. Mm-hmm. And so we have this conversation. I said, just hand me the pistol and let's talk. Mm-hmm. So he hands me the pistol finally, and I hand it back to the translator. And I said, there is a God who loves you, mm-hmm. man, and he loves your sister, and he wants to meet with you. Mm-hmm. And he comes to know Christ mm-hmm. right in that moment, and then the whole building erupts in worship and mm-hmm literally a thousand people come to know Jesus Mm -hmm. in that one moment Mm -hmm. people just lining up I want Jesus I want Mm -hmm. Jesus I want Jesus Mm -hmm. and man I remember going to the end of the stage and just weeping as it was all said and done kind of kind of that Mm post-traumatic stress and just I remember looking at my chest and seeing a bruise already starting to form where the guy had hit me so hard Um, and it really rocked me like it really wrecked me uh, in a way that, man, it was like I couldn't go into Chinese food restaurants for a couple years. And mm-hmm. I mean, it was just it was sure. so strange. It's real. Right. Um, but I came back to college and I thought, you know what? I, I want to go into full time ministry. That's what I want to do. I want to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mom and dad both get sick again. And so I go and tell my religion professors, hey, mom and dad are both sick. Here's what's going on. And they're like, OK, just buck up, tiger. Uh, and then I go to my business professors, which I was taking as a minor. And every single one of those professors wept with me and prayed mm. with me. Mm. And God shifted my trajectory like that. Mm. And I thought, I am called to be a pastor, just not in a church, mm-hmm. just in the business world. Yes. Because this is the place that Jesus can have a revival when he is on it. Mm. And that's the, that's the key. Wow. <clears throat> well, if, if you're listening, I don't know if you've had that experience. <laughs> But why does God, you know, I often think, because I've heard you share this story before, of, you know, why do we have dramatic stories like that? I've had my share of dramatic moments. There was no way I could have set it up. Sure. But it's always, uh, the dramatic moment is to make such an indelible uh, impression on our hearts and our lives that we will then be a vessel yeah. Uh, that we wouldn't have been without it, right? I mean, because right. of that, the drama of that and the intensity yeah. of it and the challenge of it, uh, it puts, um, what's, what do I want to say? There's meaning in your mission, right? So sure. you're, you know that, hey, I must be on mission for the kingdom of God. Sure. Eternity does matter. This is life right. or death. This isn't messing around. Right. So the ability to take that passion into a workplace environment and a clarity sure. is the missing element, right? Right. Eternity's real. Right. Heaven and hell are real. We're right. just on assignment as a businessman or a politician right. or a law enforcement uh, man or woman. But that, that, that sense of eternity and mission are just the centerpiece of everything. Right? That's right. Um, so, hey, I want to uh, uh, wrap up today sure. just uh, with maybe just a call out to everybody. Golly, we've talked about so many things, obedience to God and yeah. responding immediately sure. to God and sure. uh, the drama of the power of eternity and eternal life. But I would just say, hey, wherever you are right now, you know, uh, I would just pause for a moment and just say, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me now? What do you want me to obey now, today? And it could be yeah. uh, t- 
text a friend, uh, right. or it could be, golly, I need to dramatically change my vocation, or it could be, I need to love my spouse because we're on the brink of a tough spot. Whatever yeah. it is, I just want to pray that right now, and we'll wrap up today, and we're going to pick up the next time talking about how does this work out uh, in our businesses and awesome. workplace. So Spirit of the Living God, I would ask, as we're stirred again by the uh, beauty and expanse of eternity and the gospel and the reality of you, your love, your power, your redemption, your ability to do things that we could never set up apart from simply following you. So I pray today, would um, you speak to every heart listening? May we simply obey the next Mm. thing you're telling us to do so that we can step into that revival that you have for each one of us. Mm. Revival of heart, revival Mm -hmm. at home, revival in the workplace, city Mm -hmm. and nation. We ask God, may that act of obedience be literally empowered today by the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we love you guys. Hey, catch us with part two as we talk about the business revival. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmysibert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.